bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. You know what I love? I love a book that actually gives me tools and tips and things that I can immediately put into action to make my life better. And so I am so excited to have back on the show the wonderful Allie Katz. We're going to be talking about her book, Get the Most Out of Motherhood, A Hot Mess to Mindful Mom Parenting Guide. Hey, Allie, welcome back. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to Very have you on the show. Excited I absolutely to connect. Yes. Well, your books are phenomenal. First of all, I was so inspired by the story of that 10 day retreat, the silence retreat. I can't even be silent for like a minute. So I don't, I don't know how you did it. There was so many things I took away from this book. I'd love to for you to talk before we jump into the nitty gritty just about how you became uh, the mindful mom from being a hot mess. You know what? It's funny. People hear the title of my first book, Hot Mess and Mindful Mom, and they always say, were you really a hot mess? And I say, I was, but I didn't realize how much until I wasn't anymore. Does that make sense? Until I started living differently and looking back and saying, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's how I used to treat myself and how frustrated I used to get and how much I used to yell until I found a better way. I didn't realize that's how I was living. So when I started bringing self-care into my life and more mindfulness practices like meditation and journaling and, you know, really taking care of myself and I started to feel so much better then I started being a better mom and a better wife and a better friend and sister and everything in between. And that's when I feel like my life just took such a better turn. And I started feeling more joyful and happier and feeling more centered. And then I brought my best self to everybody else. Yeah, and it's it's so apparent. And I love in the book you write, uh, to break it down to the most basic level, being a mindful mom to me means that I am not just getting through the days, but I'm actually enjoying them and being engaged in them. And as a mom, I can tell you that can be tough because I think a lot of us moms kind of feel like Groundhog Day, right? It's like the same mm-hmm. day over and over, the same like counting the hours the until same... bedtime. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited every night to go to bed. I don't know what that says about me, but I do like sleep. But still, there's this, this sense of this, 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 we want something different. We want something more exciting rather than, well, let's look at what's going on in our day. And instead of being overreactive and getting upset, let's look at how we can find the joy, be mindful, and also just sort of center ourselves. And you give all the advice for that, Allie. I have to commend you. Oh, thank you. Well, honestly, it's all from practice (laughs) and doing it myself. And then once I really find what works for me, then I introduce my clients to these practices. And when I find that they have huge success and really enjoy them, then that's when I write about them and sort of preach to everybody. So that's sort of my system. You know, I brought up right in the beginning about this 10 day retreat, and I was so moved by that. What a hard experience. I mean, you use the words, it's excruciating, it's awakening. Tell us a little bit about that. What what made you decide to do that? And then I want to jump into some of the, the wonderful tips that you have in the book. Thank you. Well, this everyone loves talking about this because it's so different. And I remember the first time I read about a 10-day silent retreat was in Dan Harris's book, 10% Happier. Have oh, you read that? Love him. Yes, and I've had him it's on. He's awesome. wonderful. So it was kind of the beginning of my own meditation journey years ago, and I read his book, and I read about his 10-day experience. And I remember thinking, I will definitely do that one day. Like I knew right when I read about it that I was going to do it. 
And I decided it was going to be my 40th birthday present to myself, was taking these 10 days. And I just wanted to see what it felt like to disconnect from the world, to not have to make any choices or decisions, to let go of stress, and to really feel what it felt like to just be present for those 10 days and just, you know, without a distraction from my thoughts, because there was nowhere to hide from anything that I was thinking, um, I learned so much about myself and actually where I really needed to grow. Um, because because of no distraction from my thoughts, I could see that I was judging others around me and then berating and judging myself for doing it. And then I saw myself stuck in this pattern of judgment of others and judgment of myself. And I was like, gosh, this is something I really, really need to work on. And then i saw how good it felt to put my phone down. I mean, it was locked away in a trunk. It was confiscated. But I saw how good it felt to not to be disconnected from it. And so I came home and I've really, really changed a lot of habits around my phone use and how connected I am. And that has felt really good. And I learned how to really slow down and just be in the moment because it was funny. I'm a really fast walker and a fast talker and it took about half the retreat for me to slow down. I must have looked like such a fool, like power walking to breakfast every morning, like why I was in such a rush. I mean, I have no clue, but I, it took me until like literally after dinner on day five, I remember I was so frustrated that I was waiting in line to wash my dishes and everyone in front of me was going so slow. And I was like, what are these people doing? Don't they see this big long line? And then I was like, Allie, where are you going? I mean, like, what else do you have to do right now besides stand in this line? And it was like nowhere and nothing. And I just like felt myself really calm down and settle into the moment and stop wishing the moment were different. And then I brought that home with me of really just appreciating where I am in the moment and not wishing things were different all the time. So really being present and really being mindful because mindfulness is moment-to-moment awareness without judgment. And so the experience just sort of brought to the forefront everything that I really still needed to work on. And so it did a lot for me, but it was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. I was going to say you were probably power walking to get that amazing chai that you wrote about. And then you had like a pretty big revelation around the chai. Talk to us about that. Well, I remember they had, it was like day three, I think they had the most amazing chai. I will say the food at the retreat was unbelievable. And um, they had this amazing chai. And then I went in the next morning hoping that it was there again and like, like running to breakfast because I wanted it so bad and it wasn't there. And so I had a moment, a fleeting moment of like major disappointment. And then I saw like tea bags and honey and I was like, I guess I'll just have to make my own. Like sometimes life doesn't give you what you want and you have to make the best of it and you have to just pull on your big girl pants and make your own chai. So it sort of became a metaphor for me of, of, you know, not waiting for things to happen for me, but really taking control of my own life and, and making them happen myself. I like that. You know, there's so many different things in the book and in chapter four, gratitude 2.0. It's not your same old gratitude practice. You talk about something called gratitude in advance. I've heard a lot about gratitude, but I wasn't familiar. Tell us about that. Well, this is a concept that I actually learned from someone online and I thought it was so cool. So basically we all know about making gratitude lists and having a gratitude practice and that feels great and is really important because 
like attracts like, and what we put our attention on gets bigger. So when we put on attention, our attention on what we're grateful for, that gets bigger in our life. And the more grateful we are, the more I believe the universe gives us to be grateful for. But what I like about gratitude 2.0 of gratitude in advance is things that you want to bring into your life, whether it's a feeling or an experience or anything, um, thanking the universe for it in advance. Um, and like it is happening, is a great way to be very explicit and tell the universe, this is exactly what I want. And, you know, sometimes we can send confusing messages out there to the universe of like, we want this, but then our actions don't really fall in line with that, or we kind of want it, but we're a little scared about it. So when we give gratitude in advance, we're being very clear about what we want. And it's a great practice. And what's amazing is I have had things on my gratitude in advance list. And then all of a sudden, they happen and they end up on my regular gratitude list. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this stuff really comes to fruition when you put the right energy behind it. So it's really cool. And sometimes it takes a while. Like I will say Mm -hmm. there's something that I – a speaking opportunity – somewhere that I was really, really, really hoping to get. And I put it out there like almost a year ago, like this will happen. I just got a call about it this week. So I had to really let go and just trust. And then here it is. So it's really cool. More with Lisa Davis and Talk Healthy Today coming up. All right, my health-seeking friends, we know you want to be healthier, and that starts with eating better. But with not enough hours in the day, it can be difficult to cook a healthy meal every night. You know what I'm talking about. Not to mention you've probably tried before with good intentions but have slipped back into old eating habits. Well, don't beat yourself up. We know it's hard, and that's why I want to tell you about Sun Basket. Organic and sustainable ingredients and delicious recipes delivered weekly to your door. With Sun Basket, it's easy to stay on track. And today you can get $35 off your first order when you go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. Now the people at Sun Basket have sent me a couple of boxes and I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what have I made? The Carrizo chili is unreal. The Tuscan vegetable soup on a cold day is just what the doctor ordered. The two bean enchiladas is delicious. And the Saigon beef sliders are fast, easy, and so good. Imagine this. The ingredients and the recipes being delivered to your door without the time it takes to shop. I gotta tell you, it's very exciting. When you see that box out there and you go out, you pick it up off the stoop, you bring it into the kitchen... Oh, that's exciting. And best of all, each delicious, easy recipe is ready in about 30 minutes. With Sun Basket, you have total flexibility. You can cancel anytime, skip anytime, and choose any meal plan you want. So go to sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy for $35 off sunbasket.com slash talkhealthy. And Talk Healthy Today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. 
That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the Cycling IQ or Running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings by by submitting actual data such as race results. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way from interest to application through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. This is really cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but you can now also pay less for insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Talk Healthy Today, or just mention the promo code Talk Healthy Today when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com slash Talk Healthy Today. Now, back to Lisa Davis. Oh, that is so cool. You know, I'm going to tell you a situation that I'm going through now. Everyone knows on the show, I like to share personal experiences and sort of an experience that it's, it's never ending, never endingly. It's frustrating, (laughs) never ending manner. Uh, I'll take a long story short. When I, I help my daughter, you know, get ready for bed. I've mentioned before on the show, she's on the autism spectrum and has ADHD and some other issues. And so it's, it's very, uh, it's a different type of situation. And Lately, she's getting very particular about the way her blankets are, and she cannot sleep unless they're a certain way. And honest to God, it takes like 20 minutes. And I'm I'm like ripping my hair out because I fix this side, then that side's not good, then this side's not good, then that side's not good. And I'm tired, and I want to go to bed. And there's not there's not like a reasoning thing where I can sit with her and say, look, you know, because there's certain things that you can do with your kids and certain things that, you know, because of neurological issues or whatever it is, it's a little more tricky. So my point is, it's not about her, it's about me. Because this is the situation. Mm-hmm. This is what we, we've done since she's been a kid. There's been different things she fixates on. So I will deep breathe and I will try. And then there's a little, the littlest tone sets her off. She flips out and then it's, it takes half an hour. And so I'm trying to like take all your advice and do all your stuff. And it actually is helping. But it's so hard when you have like a situation that's not moving in a direction that you want it to go how do you stay in that and not flip out you see what i'm trying to say it's not something i can just yeah well i think there's a couple things and i i just want you to know like i empathize with that it is really challenging sometimes okay so it's not like these tools help and you have to practice them and they only work if you work them but listen sometimes it's still really frustrating so there's no magic answer but um i think one thing that i've learned and i write about in the book is starting things before you think you need to. So like in the book, I give the example of if you think you need your kids to be downstairs by 7.15 to be able to get out the door without feeling rushed, come down at 7 or 7.05. So if you normally start bedtime at 9 o'clock, maybe start at 8.45 or 8.30 because you know it's going to take time and that way you're still getting to bed on time that you want. So being more realistic about what's going to happen instead of hoping it's just going to be super quick, like, you know, giving yourself a buffer and then really just um, maybe trying to find, you know, some of the joy in that your daughter wants you and needs you so much. And it might not always be like that. And we want to really kind of appreciate that while it's happening and using your breath and all the tools that, that 
I teach and all the tools that you probably have from other people too, and really just setting yourself up for success in as many ways as you can. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not an agree. autist, an autism expert, but are the, I don't know if there's like things you can do like charts or lists or order of how you do something. Does your daughter like anything like that? Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff helps too. I mean, this is a new thing, but she'll every few months will be something new. That's very challenging and very concrete. And that's like I said, where also, it comes to me, right? Where I have to handle my reaction. Cause when I get stressed and she gets stressed, when you talked about that in the book, right. Right? our kids feed off that. Absolutely, they feed off our energy. (laughs) But the other thing, too, is like the beginner's mind where you come to each situation like it's the first time. So trying not Mm. to bring the frustration from the previous three nights into the next night. But just (laughs) each experience is its own, and we don't want to have any preconceived ideas. We want to just be in the moment. That might help, too. Yeah, I love that. And so many of your suggestions really do help. One of the things that I especially loved... So you talk about something that came from a Bruce Lee movie. Uh, you can live in rocks. When you live in rocks, everything feels hard and you are totally inflexible. Uh, you can live in taffy. When you live in taffy, it is like a giant contest of push and pull filled with tension. Or you can live in water. When you live in water, you flow. You are able to bypass things that stand in your way. Sometimes I feel like she lives in rocks, so I have to live in water, right? Because <laughs> Exactly. That's a great yeah. analogy, you know, and... And yeah. whether it's our kids or coworkers or family yeah. members, there's always going to be people that live differently than we do. And the thing that I like to say is um, it's almost like being on a highway, okay? So imagine, hold your left hand in front of you like you're in a lane on a highway, okay? And you're in your lane and you're learning your lessons and you're on your journey and you have all these things happening where, you know, you're learning all this stuff. Okay, helping you become the best version of you. But then your right hand is someone else, and they're in a different lane. And they're in their lane learning their lessons and on their journey. And their lessons and their journey isn't any more or less important than yours. They're just different. So sometimes when someone says something and I'm like, what would make someone say that or do that? I think to myself, I have no idea what their lesson is right now. They had to say that because there's something they had to learn from it. So it helps me to like, first of all, stay in my own lane more, but also to just have more compassion for the mistakes that other people make, because for some reason, it's part of their journey to learn their lessons to become the best version of themselves, just like I'm doing. Yeah, that is true. Does that does that help? Oh, totally. You? I, yes, it really does. It does. Yeah, like I said, I, 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 I avidly read your books and I started meditating slow, just a few minutes. I want to talk Yay! about that too. Using those, my, yeah, I know it's only taken my husband. My husband's like, what? <laughs> finally, finally, finally. I just like a what happened, a happy what. Let's talk about using your smartphone. Talk about those great apps because those are really helpful. Yes. Yeah, so your smartphone can be a mindfulness tool if you use it correctly. So you definitely have to have some boundaries around it, especially because we want to set um, you know, a good example for our kids, modeling, like they'll pay much more attention yeah. to what we do than what we say. So we can't tell them to get off their phone if we're always on ours. But there are a lot of things that I use my phone for that really, really help me. So um, I use the reminder feature to flash affirmations about every hour on my phone, which are really, really helpful. Like some examples I give in the book are I speak my truth always in all ways or something amazing is going to happen today. I just 
you know, at three mm-hmm. o'clock, one goes off every day that says gratitude is my attitude. And it reminds me to take a little gratitude break halfway through the day and That's just awesome. take a couple deep breaths, think of something I'm grateful for. Um, so I, I use that a lot. Um, I also have an app called Insight Timer. That's my favorite app for timing meditations. There's guided meditations on there that you can use. I'm actually on there, so people can search Alley Cats, and I can guide them through a meditation. Um, So that is really, really great. And then um, sometimes I use it as a little impromptu journal. If I don't have my journal with me and inspiration strikes and I want to write something down, I'll just use my notes. so there's all kinds of things you can do with your phone. And then an, a new thing that I started doing with my phone, which I've been teaching people about, is there's an app called Moment that I really like, and it times how long you've been on your phone each day. And it can be Ooh, quite shocking cool. sometimes. <laughs> and for you sure. can do things like you can set um, limits for yourself. Um, you know, if you only want to have two hours on your phone a day, you can set that and then an alarm will go off after you've hit two hours and you're not allowed to go on any of your apps anymore. So you'll have to like play with it, but it's really great even if you just use it for a timer because you might check in a couple times a day and be like, oh, it's been 30 minutes. It's been an hour. It's been an hour and a half. Okay. I'm kind of getting up there. Let me think about, do I really want to be on my phone right now? So that's become one of my new favorite things too. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the great things, too, in the book, Get the Most Out of Motherhood, is you talk about getting your kids to, you know, listen. And I love this, too, because you say, I wonder how often we listen to our kids. Like, you want them to listen to you. Well, you need to listen to them. You say, you ask these questions, making eye contact with them, maintaining presence, letting them finish their sentences without being interrupted, making sure they feel heard. You know, sometimes, like, I know what my daughter's going to say. So I'll interrupt her to sort of say it that her head explodes. And I know I shouldn't do that. So I'm really, <laughs> really working on that. But the one thing I was happy about is when I read in the beginning of the book, because you talk about this is for people be- who have kids between the ages of two and 12, or I think it was five and 12, five um, and 12. Yeah, but you were five and 12. But you were saying because my daughter's 13. But you were saying that, you know, these are the things that are good to have. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, we have all these things like we're super close. And we still have arguments because my I told my daughter this. I'm like, Oh, look, honey, look at this list. She's like, Yeah, but we still argue. I'm like, yeah, everyone argues. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm working on that, right? <laughs> we you know what, it's about progress, not perfection. We're never going to be perfect yeah. parents, we're going to make mistakes. We're never going to be perfect people. But as long as we're getting better and we're bringing awareness to what doesn't feel good to ourselves and others and we work on changing some of our habits, that's huge progress. And it all starts with awareness. And sometimes the awareness is a really long phase. <laughs> you're just becoming aware of what you're doing and what you want to work on. And then eventually it'll start happening. But my the biggest thing that helps with the getting my kids to listen is really the eye contact. Because think about if you're at your kitchen sink and you say, like, scream over, guys, go upstairs and get your shoes and, you know, get your jackets and da-da-da-da-da, we're going to leave in a minute. They're, like, watching TV or doing playing a game. They are 100% not listening. And then you say it again and you say it again, and then all of a sudden you're yelling. So what I find is when I take the time to leave the kitchen sink, walk over to where my kids are, look up in the eye and say, guys, this is what I need you to do, and they're looking at me, there's no confusion, there's no yelling, then it's just crystal clear what I'm expecting of them, instead of asking them five times, and then everyone feels frustrated, and them saying, I didn't hear you, 
Oh, it's so frustrating. That's another thing that I, we struggle with is my daughter loves to yell from the other side of the house. And we have a long house. And then she gets really mad okay. that I didn't hear her. And I'm constantly saying, "Hun, you have to come and talk to me because I can't Right, like you have to be in the same room. I have to see your eyes. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Let's see. But then a lot of it is where do they get music? You know, (laughs) I can't hear you. Yeah, and then sometimes I know where they get the habit from because I'm like, you can't yell at me from upstairs. You have to be in the room. And then all of a sudden I scream up, "Guys, dinner!" (laughs) And I'm like, "No wonder they do it. I'm doing it. I have to change." Oh my God, Allie! So we, is there a mirror we should have for the good and the bad? Yes. By the way, we should have our own podcast because you have so much to offer, and I just think we could help moms everywhere. The book is fantastic. Get the most out of motherhood: uh, a hot mess to mindful mom parenting guide. The gorgeous and brilliant Allie Katz. Tell us all the ways oh, we can find you. you, and I'm excited to have you back. Soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody reads the book and. Both my books, Hot Mess to Mindful Mom and Get the Most Out of Motherhood, are on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and a couple other places. And you can also go to my website, hotmesstomindfulmom.com, and there's links there. And then I love Instagram. If anyone listening was on Instagram, it's Hot Mess to Mindful Mom. And then I have a great Facebook community um, called Hot Mess to Mindful Mom Community. You can find it on Facebook. It's really inspiring and fun and relatable, and I do a lot of stuff in there too. So I would love to connect. And, oh, on my website, if you go to hotmesstomindfulmom.com, there's a couple great free things. One is um, Sunday prep. It's all the things I do on Sunday to set myself up for the week ahead to feel less stressed. And then I have a free five-day guided meditation challenge where every day for five days I send you a guided meditation to your inbox. So if anyone wants to see what meditation's about, it's a really good way. Oh, you are such a gem, Allie. I had so much fun. I can't wait to have you back. And by the way, uh, we've talked about this before, but we're both with Skyhorse Publishing. Woo, woo, Skyhorse Rocks. My book will be coming out this year, and Allie's books are fantastic. So please check them out and check out skyhorsepublishing.com as well. You can also check out me on... uh, social media at health media gal one check out my website it's your health with lisa davis.com it has all of the podcasts that i do talk healthy today talk fitness today naturally savvy radio it's your health i want to thank everyone for listening take care and stay well